away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans here with you alongside Jamison Olive, as always, and we thank you very much for being on board with us. Whether you tuned in on floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, we thank you very much for being here with us. And it's a loaded show here today. Once again, we've got some news to get to here in a moment we've got our guest this week sean thornton panthers senior vice president former panther two-time stanley cup champion as a player he's going to stop by we've got a lot to cover with him including the upcoming panthers uncaged video series and you can catch that at floridapanthers.com on youtube subscribe wherever you can it's going to be on a lot of different panthers platforms we're going to talk jameson about that we're going to talk sean thornton about that coming up here in just a few moments as we've been doing every week we are going to dig into a certain aspect of the upcoming panthers islanders best of five qualifying round series still no times and locations for that but we will have uh, our continued breakdown of that coming up and alexander barkov and jonathan huberto played each other in nhl 20 last week and we're going to recap that a little bit some action on the panthers twitch stream so lots to get to before we get to our conversation with sean thornton here in just a moment jameson first how you doing and well that draft lottery went uh, a little bit different than maybe folks would have expected based on the percentages. Folks may not have expected it, but I expected it 100%. I think we talked about this last week on the show is that I expected just complete chaos, because why not? It's, it's, it's that kind of year. It's that kind of season. It seems like the NHL always has something like that happening, and I love it. I think it's great. Uh, for those of you that didn't watch, uh, last Friday the NHL draft lottery was held uh, to decide you know, the order of the first uh, seven teams, the seven teams that didn't make the 2014 tournament. So the first seven spots in the 2020 NHL draft were decided but of course, it ended up being the first eight spots because one of the teams, uh, a placeholder team, as they're called, from the qualifiers ended up winning the overall pick, moving up to first and pushing everyone else back a space. So uh, I expected it. It was incredible. So basically, you have uh, the placeholder team, Team E, picking first. Uh, they had a 2.5% chance of winning the top overall spot. And Team E ended up winning that, uh, which is incredible, the 12th best odds. So you have Team E first, you have the Los Angeles Kings picking second, and you have the Ottawa Senate. Who have two first round picks picking third. So uh, very exciting. It, it kind of just adds another layer to all this and the entire playoffs because uh, once again, just kind of fleshing this out a bit. Uh, the way this works is going to be there's 16 teams competing in the Stanley Cup qualifier. The eight teams that get eliminated will all have a 12.5% chance of winning that first overall pick in a second draft lottery to be held after the Stanley Cup there qualifier. There will be a phase two. There's going to be happened. a phase two of the draft lottery. Uh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a great kind of maybe potential consolation prize for a team uh, that gets knocked out in that qualifier. But that's the crazy thing, because if you see a team maybe like Montreal that loses in the qualifier and they win it, everyone's going to say, OK, they were kind of already in the running for it anyway. But if you have a team where that's upset, maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins get upset in the first round of the Stanley Cup qualifier. Suddenly the Pittsburgh Penguins win the first overall pick out of anywhere. That's going to cause chaos and everyone's going to go crazy. So I love it. It's more drama. The more drama, the better uh, for the NHL. And I think it's going to be absolutely great. But Doug, like we said before, 
before. Hopefully this doesn't matter at all to the Panthers. The Panthers, we want them to win that qualifying round against the Islanders, move on, pick late in the draft. You know, fingers crossed they pick 31st overall in the draft because they're winning the Stanley Cup. I'm right there with you, and that's what it all comes down to. If you lose that first round series, as you said, you have a chance at that number one pick. But if you win your first round series, you are not going to be placeholder team E. Uh, so you will you get a name. Moving, yes, you will be moving <laughs> into, the, uh, into the playoff format. So again, just some news that we've been following over the course of the last week. Coming up this week, coming up tonight, you can watch the uh, premiere episode of Panthers Uncaged. That's coming up here today. So Jameson, I know you've worked a lot on the series as well. Can you elaborate a little bit on what folks can expect out there? And Panthers Uncaged presented by our friends at Lexus. So big thanks to them for being a part of it with us. This is something that's going to document the Panthers on this, uh, you know, uh, on the process to returning to play and what's been an unprecedented few months here with the pause and a pause that came at a at a crucial part of the season. You know, everybody had 12, 13, 14 games left on their schedule and and uh, the Panthers and the NHL had their season put on pause. And then you had the good news that there was a return to play plan. And of course, we're still waiting for specific dates, times, locations for the return to play. But the phases are going along here and, and everybody's working closer and closer to, to getting back on the ice. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Like I said, tune in tonight, 5 p.m. Uh, wherever you find the Panthers on YouTube, FloridaPanthers.com. It's going to be a lot of places. Uh, if you're a Panther fan, it's going to be right in your face. You're not going to be able to miss it. It's going to be great. And after after episodes as well, there's going to be, you know, recaps, articles, things like that. A lot of good gifts, I'm sure, are going to come out of this. Anytime there's video content, uh, a good gift always helps that. So going to be kind of everywhere in, in the Pantherverse here for a while. Uh, this show is going to be dominating. So uh, like I said, not to give too much away, you know, uh, this season, these circumstances are so special and unique, uh, obviously in a terrible way they're special, but they're also just so unique. You know, hopefully we never have to see anything like this again. Hopefully this is the only 2014 tournament in NHL history, fingers crossed. But uh, this, it's a great story regardless. And you kind of look at this season and uh, when it comes to the show, uh, you, you kind of start back you know, at the beginning of this season, when you think about this season, this, this, the story of the season is incredible. When you talk about, you know, the Panthers, you know, underachieving last year, coming into this past offseason, you know, hiring Joel Quenville, bringing in Nola Chari, Anton Strawman, Brett Connolly, Sergey Bobrovsky, you know, the, the jewel of the free agency class coming in to, you know, take over uh, the Panthers net here for, you know, a seven year contract, which, you know, made a lot of headlines. There's so much going on this season. And then you have obviously the great start they had this season. Uh, and then, you know, that, that, that six game winning streak going to the all-star game, that slump coming out of it, uh, that incredible play and incredible win in St. Louis going into the pause. And then you have just the complete shutdown lockdown. And that's when you, you know, guys got creative. Uh, it's when, you know, we all were just kind of in our homes for three months here trying to figure out what was going on and waiting. And, but uh, for the show, you know, we obviously touch on that, but then you go into just back to work. Everyone's wondering what, you know, the day to day life is like for these guys coming in, getting tested, wearing masks, working in small groups, just, you know, the mental battle to get back on track, to prepare for the postseason. So I think the goal is, you know, start back, you know, at the beginning of the season and take it all the way up until, you know, that 2014 tournament begins and it's going to be a great ride. It's going to be a lot of fun things to watch. You and I know the personalities of a lot of guys in that room, but I think the fans are going to learn a lot more about the guys as well, just in terms of, you know, based on the access we're allowed to have, because obviously we're still, you know, observing all the rules and regulations, social distancing and all things. But based on the access we're allowed to get, I think fans will still learn a lot about the guys and, you know, gain a, a greater appreciation for them just as people as well as hockey players. Well, you mentioned learning right there. I think that's the big thing is that as this goes along, everybody 
everybody's learning because this is this is something that's never happened before. So this is new to everybody. You're going to get access by watching this that uh, you're going to see things that uh, that you can't see anywhere else. It's it's just going to be a really cool thing for everybody. And like you said, not only are we going to learn about the uh, the personalities, but we're going to learn about what this process is like and and what guys have been uh, been doing and and working their way back. And there's just going to be a lot. And you want to you don't want to miss any of it. It's and we'll be, be recapping we'll be recapping yeah. episodes here at Territory yeah. Talk as well. We, we will be uh, going back through it. So again, you don't want to miss any of it today at five multiple platforms. You can check that out. And it's presented by our friends at Lexus. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And now let's get into our conversation. Our featured guest this week, Panthers Senior Vice President Sean Thornton, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Great to have him on the show to talk about Panthers Uncaged. And we covered a lot of different things with Sean Thornton. So let's dive right into that right now. Well, Sean Thornton, our guest here today, we thank you very much for stopping by. First thing we got to ask you is, what have you been up to? How you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm busy. Work is uh, work is very busy. We got a lot on the, lot on the docket. So uh, between that, the two kids being home uh, all day long and uh, chasing them around, it's uh, they're, they're busy hours. There seem to be enough of them in the day. I, I, I got to ask, Larry, are you more exhausted now after a day of work as an executive than maybe you were as a player there toward the end? Because it, it, it seems like that just the mental the mental fortitude it takes to do the executive job is pretty hard too. <laughs> Some days, yes. Uh, <laughs> I would say the tra- I would say the travel uh, as a player like wore on you more than than anything else. Whatever uh, the the time zones, the you know never being on a sleep schedule that that stuff wears on you a lot. Uh, so, but on the other side, here you know I have, I'm on Zoom calls or Teams calls or whatever from 8:45 until usually 5:36 every day, and there's not much of a break. And then you know you, you go downstairs, and the wife hasn't seen me all day, and now it's her time. It's like I don't. Uh, there's no real like. There's no quiet time anymore. I used to get quiet time as a player. I don't get quiet time anymore. The pregame nap's officially gone. That was that was your quiet time. Oh yeah. Well, there's long a, gone, long gone. And there's a couple things I want to get to on that coming up uh, in a little bit, but I want to dive right in and ask you about the uh, new series that we've got coming out here, Panthers Uncaged, presented by our friends at Lexus. Just wanted to ask you about how this came to be and and how you feel like things have gone with it so far, and and what everyone can expect. Uh, it's it's been great. It's been a lot of a lot of hard work. Uh, not so much for me, but uh, more for uh, Coop and Dennis and uh, you know people and Dave. Uh, people recording, uh, editing, scripting. Uh, I just get to I get to watch back and, uh, and look, sit back, watch uh, them work their magic. Um, but it's been great. It's something you know. I was on the other side uh, when I was with the Bruins. Uh, it was part of one of these shows as a player. And then obviously they're the person that created it. Uh, the people that created it, Eric Tosi and Matt Shimura for the Bruins are two of my closest friends and uh, talk to them biweekly, basically. And it's something we've wanted to do here uh, for a little bit, uh, a more behind the scenes uh, look at how the organization runs, what the players are like really giving uh, in-depth, in-depth insight into some of the personalities that we have. Uh, and with the pandemic and, and COVID, you know, the return to play, I just think there's a, a general uh, curiosity of how this looks with 
professional athletes going back to work. And uh, we've had an opportunity to uh, have some access uh, to the players and really pick their brain on, you know, some of the things they're struggling with or excited about uh, mentally and physically with this return to play. So uh, we thought, there would be a uh, a lot of interest in a, in a in a series like this, so we we sought out to create it. And thirty, you touched on it there, but there's always curiosity. Fans love behind the scenes footage; they love to know what's going on uh, beneath the surface. But uh, on a regular day, when things are normal, you know, before the pandemic, if you're out of practice, you know, there's there's seven different outlets there, seven different angles covering the same story. But with this, given all the restrictions, given the pandemic, the Panthers are the only camera in the room. They're the only people that can tell this story. Did that just make it that much more important to do something like this, given the fact, you know, given the restrictions, we're the only people that can tell this story. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, I think there'll be heightened interest just with, uh, like you said, with, with the pandemic and, and what's going on in the world. I mean, some of the storylines of, you know, some players have brothers that were in Italy and barely got got out of the country before uh, before the whole shutdown. And uh, just storylines that people really wouldn't get to know on the, as you just said, the everyday of filming uh pregame skate going down doing a few one-on-ones or a few scrums and asking the guys about the opponent and then moving on to trying to win the game and then you know asking about what went wrong or what went great in that game and then moving on to the next practice and what you're working on this is uh um we're looking for this to be a lot more than that and really dig into you know how players how players stay in shape and examples of them and where their kids chasing them while they're running on a field and uh for the first two months that they're on lockdown, what was quarantine like? I mean, the players, uh, if they want to get back and win a Stanley Cup, they, they, they'd have to sacrifice going to restaurants, going uh, going to the grocery store sometimes. It, it's uh, so uh, not, not sacrifices that other people aren't making as well, but uh, just hearing them tell these stories, I think, is, is a good story to tell. And you mentioned kind of the mundane, the usual day to day, the uh, this uh, the practice coverage, the game coverage. But I gotta say, this quarantine has made me miss that more than anything. No one has talked about a full sixty or getting pucks deep for three months, and I'm missing I'm missing it a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Sticking to the system, uh, playing hard. Uh, yes, all the all the normal responses. You're right. We'll, we'll be looking forward to when somebody's uh, standing in front of a backdrop talking about that. <laughs> Thorny, I got to ask you too. I mean, you you talk about just how unprecedented this whole situation has been. You know, even obviously as somebody in the organization, how excited are you just to be able to watch this to see the way that the guys are going through it? Because this is something that we've never seen before, and and that uh, hopefully we we don't have to go through again. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. And I think you know, I'm hoping that people see that, that how great our guys are. The how their personalities, how excited they are to be together, how hard they work behind the scenes. Uh, again, some of the sacrifices that that they they make to be professional athletes, and uh, how they're they're happy to do that for the for the to bring a championship to South Florida. Um, it, it's going to be exciting. I think you know. Again, it's a look that people haven't really seen. Uh, I, I look back to the lockout in 2012. I, I can't imagine if we had cameras in every single facility where guys were training on their own and, and intermingling with uh, teammates, uh, people that weren't their teammates that played on other teams, but how they were getting ready for the season. And then when January hit, we were all playing a different, like a story like that to me 
seven, eight years ago would, would have been a remarkable story to tell. And we have the opportunity to tell it within our organization, uh, for, you know, this last month uh, since guys have gone back on the ice and into when they get on that plane to take off to wherever this hub city may be. And you touched on the group of guys. Obviously, the Panthers do have a great locker room, a lot of personalities uh, that maybe, you know, people don't know about yet. Is there one maybe guy or two in particular that you think uh, you're really excited for fans to maybe get a more candid look at? Um, it's, it's tough because this is such a serious situation that uh, I, I have reservations of saying Mark Pissick because I know Yandel got voted the funniest player in the world. Uh, but uh, Mark Pissick is arguably the funniest player I've ever uh, played <laughs> with, met, interacted with. Uh, but I, I'm not sure how much uh, is going to be in these episodes with Pisser, Uh But it, it is he is one funny dude. So um, I, I think, you know, the captain, obviously, Barky, is such a quiet, uh, understated uh, person that doesn't need the limelight uh, or, you know, does, doesn't crave the attention of uh, what some superstars you may think uh, do. But getting a sense of, like, his work ethic behind the scene, because he is so quiet and understated, not knowing that maybe getting a look at the he is probably the hardest working guy uh, of the bunch, just constantly trying to perfect his game, his skill and get in the best shape possible. Uh, I think there's going to be a few different storylines coming out of this, but uh, those are just a couple examples. And we touched on it a little bit that you were, you were in one of these docu series, uh, you know, years back when you were with the Bruins, when, when you were going through that uh, every day, did you, did you think about the fact that there were cameras around after a while or did you kind of just become uh, numb to that? No, it just becomes part of it. Uh, we had a great relationship with uh, with the people that were creating it. Uh, as players, we we trusted uh, we trusted the people that were uh, putting the shows together. Uh, and if there was something that wasn't uh, something that was borderline, it, it would always be run run by us. And uh, as soon as you establish that trust, you kind of forget that it's even there, and you just go about your day. Uh, so, uh, hoping that. You know, with me playing with half these guys uh, at some point in their career, or maybe more, and then other guys knowing um, who I am, I hope there's a trust. I'm hoping there's a trust factor on our end too, with hockey ops and the players that you know we're all, we're all look, making the series to make everyone uh, aware of how great our team and organization is. And at the end of the day, getting a peek behind the curtain uh, only amplifies that. And on a personal level, I'm sure some of the guys will realize this down the road, but just looking back for yourself, how nice is it to have that footage from behind the beef of yourself that you can look back at any time as kind of a, you know, it's a timestamp of a really important time in your career. Yeah. I tell you, like the one thing that people come to me with every single time when they, when they, whether they meet me and like find out who I am afterwards and look things up is always the, or if the new sales kid on the floor comes in, like the first thing they say is, Hey, I watched that mic'd up of you chirping people. And that, <laughs> that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for uh, behind the beef and all those things came from, from that show. Uh, so, you know, you're right. It, it's once it's out there, it's out there. Uh, and we're sense of that on both sides of being cautious, but you know, letting people know that you know there's there's some good stuff that people don't see every day that they should 
And looking back, I mean, now we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, obviously, and and we're on track to to have uh, you know the season uh, resume here eventually. But a couple of months back, it, it seems like a lot of people out there were were watching you know old sporting events, watching back uh, you know games from from previous years for for entertainment. Back when there was uh, you know some more uncertainty, and I know flipping through the channels, I saw the uh, the game seven with uh, with you guys in Vancouver on multiple times. Did you ever did you ever stop and check that out? Because I know I, I caught it on TV and I wanted to see Sean Thornton hold up the Stanley Cup at the end of it. Well, I appreciate that, Doug. It was a great <laughs> day. Um, uh, we, we, as a team, uh, watched it. Uh, Nesson, the, uh, Nesson asked us to get together and watch Game 7 together. That's a couple months ago, right when the, I should say right when the pandemic uh, happened, but probably a month or two into the pandemic uh, hitting us. We, so I did, I watched it again uh, for the first time since, you know, since for nine years, uh, I watched it again that night. Um, but I've caught up on some, you know, classics. I, I watched some Tyson fights one day. I was on the uh, couch on a Saturday and saw about three Tyson fights from, I think, the late 80s, early 90s. It was, it was uh, never would have watched that if it wasn't for, for COVID, but it was, uh, definitely something that you know it interests me when i when i watched it i was like wow that guy's still a killer <laughs> as we talk about it, doug mentioned there just lifting the stanley cup uh, it just kind of hit me that this is your first cup run with the panthers as, a, as a, an executive uh first time in the playoffs as an executive with the panthers does it do, do you feel that at all i know you like you said you're busy that you're day-to-day 24 hours a day go 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 but have you time to kind of let that soak in that you know this is your first kind of run with the team uh, in, in a suit and tie I actually hadn't thought about it until you just said it, Jameson. So, uh, <laughs> well, in, instant analysis, instant, instant reaction to that. Yeah, I'll take a ring any way I can get it, whether I'm on the executive <laughs> side, playing side. The, the ring looks the same either way. Um, I, I have a personal attachment to that dressing room still, being that I played with a lot of those, the core group of guys were young guys when I got here as a player. And then on the other side, you know, having been a part of helping, you know, in the community, building the brand. Uh, with partnerships and everything else that uh, I'm intertwined in every single day, you feel a sense of uh, sense of pride on this side as well with uh, a bunch of other people that are involved in the front office. And I think if the team goes on a run and can pull it off, I think you're going to have a lot of people in the organization, including myself, that uh, we're par- proud to be a part of it. And you mentioned the core group of guys, guys you played with, uh, you know, back in maybe 15, 16 years after that, right before you retired. Um, specifically, when you look at, you know, Barky, Huberto, Ekblad, kind of the core three guys uh, in that room, the core three building blocks this team's been building with for a while. Uh, I've talked to some veterans about it already. Obviously, they want to win. But at the same time, how much do you just want to see those three guys have success, just given how much, you know, blood, sweat and tears they put into this thing already uh, as a young group? Yeah, I, I really do. And I think, you know, this is going to be a special circumstance. Uh, it, everyone's kind of thrown onto a level playing field in an accelerated timeline. And you're going to see, uh, you're going to see maybe some different anomalies that you wouldn't have seen in a traditional playoff, uh, format, uh, so this could be this could be a positive thing for them. Uh, they're definitely going to learn real quick. Uh, they've been in you know one playoff series uh, basically against the Islanders six years or whatever that was. I can't remember because I'm so old. But uh, <laughs> time flies. They have a little experience, but th- yeah, but this will be uh, this will be a whole new experience, and uh, I- I'm really excited for them. I'm hoping that they just you know hit the ground running and, and just keep running all the way till the end because uh, it'd be great for. They, they they've done a lot for this organization. They play hard. Uh, I'm not sure 
they get the notoriety that uh, they would if they're in a, a bigger market sometimes. So uh, I'd love for them to be on, on a pedestal at the end of this. And Thorny, you're you're obviously you know very busy day to day. But did you ever find yourself throughout this this whole this whole uh, you know last couple of months here? You're not very far removed from your playing career. Did you ever find yourself thinking how how would I keep myself fresh while all this was going on? Yeah, I, I sort of talked to a bunch of my departments about it as well, and kind of explained like how I again equated this to the to the lockout, where again pandemic is way worse. I'm not taking anything away from that, but the similarities in, you know, you think you're going to work in September and it ends up, you're not playing till January and you don't know when January is coming. It could have been, the season could get blown up. You could start in November, it could start in December. Uh, but every single day you have to wake up and prepare yourself to be ready for whenever this happens. So just constantly trying to improve yourself daily. Cause I, I, I I witnessed it coming out of the lockout, some guys that maybe took uh, the timeline for granted and uh, weren't training as hard as they should have been, uh, really get almost left behind uh, once once the starting line is there. So I think, you know, you can apply it as a player, you can apply it as an executive, you can apply it as a, a salesperson. The people that, you know, really put the work in during this this unfortunate break are going to be set up for a lot more success coming out of it. Well, we want to say thanks for coming on here today. It's been uh, great catching up, and uh, and I know uh, we all can't wait to see this team get back on the ice here. So, uh, so we thank you very much for your time here today. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, let's get everybody let's sign up for our Panthers uh, Panthers YouTube subscription. Let's uh, tune in. When is it? Wednesday, five o'clock, uh, and then hopefully after that we get an even bigger bump. But uh, thanks for having me. I'm really proud of the show. A lot of people put a lot of work into it, and I'm hoping it's a, a big success. Huge thanks to Sean Thornton for stopping by as our featured guest on this week's edition of Territory Talk, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And he hit it on the head right there at the end of the conversation, just talking about how exciting this Panthers Uncaged series is going to be, where you can watch it, floridapanthers.com. It's going to be on YouTube. Make sure you go on there and subscribe, and you'll be able to watch every episode, the debut episode, the premiere episode coming up today at 5 p.m. You don't want to miss that, but it was great hearing how excited he was as well for all the Panthers fans out there to get this behind the scenes look. Yeah, and I, I like like we said, just anything you can do to pull back the curtain. I think this is also, you know, the future of sports is more behind the scenes, whether it's written, whether it's digital, whether it's video. Uh, the, the more access, the better. And I think uh, leagues, you know, leagues around the world, whether it's NHL, MLB, everything. You look back at the last dance, which we talked about a ton over this uh, over this quarantine. It was obviously just a great you know thing to show what can happen and what you can create when you're just around capturing 24 7 even if you don't know what you're capturing it for just having someone there to capture what's going on in the room at all times uh just eventually leads to good things and i think this could be maybe uh open the door to that for some future broadcasts as well so we we really hope fans enjoy it. we really hope they embrace it uh and if they do like it i'm sure down the road we'll be doing a lot more of it so uh I love it. I, I had a hand in helping out with it. I know, Doug, you've also been looking into it quite a bit as well. So uh, really excited for the launch here tonight. And it's going to be uh, a, a video series documenting the Panthers on this process to returning to play, to resuming the NHL season. And Jameson, when the season does resume, 
It's going to be with a best of five qualifying series between the Panthers and the New York Islanders. And for the last few weeks, since we've known that this was on the horizon, again, dates, times, locations still to be determined. But since we've known that this was going to be the ultimate next step, we've been digging into different aspects of this series, previewing it piece by piece as we go along. Something I wanted to get to today that kind of sticks out, it uh, really jumped out at me. The uh, the New York Islanders have 10 players on their roster from the last time these two teams met in the playoffs back in 2016. That's that's uh, about half of an active roster right there. That's incredible, yeah. It's, it really is because you look at what the Panthers have. Uh, so this is kind of our nugget for the nugget for the episode here is just kind of familiar faces, returning players. Uh, you, you look at the Panthers, there's only four guys still on the team from that that, that series there uh, in 2015-16 uh, against the Oilers in the opening round. You have Mike Matheson, who just had just you know been called up from Boston College to play in that series, uh, Aaron Eckblad, who was only in his second year in the league, and then you have Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto. So I've talked to all four of those guys, and they all say you know they remember it. That's going to add an extra little element, an extra chip on their shoulder going to this series, knowing like the last time they were in the playoffs, it was against this team, uh, and I think it's going to help them get even more motivated. Like you said, on the other end of the ice, having ten guys they faced in that series still on the Islanders roster, and vice versa. I I don't know what the Islanders are thinking. I don't know if they they have that kind of same sense of revenge that the Panthers have that same mentality or, or for them this is just another you know postseason run a playoff series so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there because we've talked about this before is the fact there's no real momentum going in for either team there's no home ice advantage there's no fans it's going to be up to teams to pick themselves up and find that motivation find that edge and obviously the Stanley Cup's the greatest motivation of all but any little extra things you can do to give yourself an edge helps so if you know Alexander Barkov's out there taking a face off and he's staring across at the guy and he's saying I remember this team I I remember this guy. I want to beat this guy so bad. And if that gives them that little that little extra edge to put him over, uh, you know, anything anything helps for the Panthers here. And I think that could uh, end up playing a role. Well, and I could see a matchup like that. I could see you know, Alexander Barkov in the faceoff circle, especially in the games that are being played on the road where the Panthers are the road team. Quotation figures on the road. Yeah. The game where the Panthers are the road team. I could see him having to look across at Casey Sezikis quite a bit because he's, uh, you know, a checking center, a guy that's a faceoff specialist for them. And, and that's... That's a guy who's played uh, against Alexander Barkov a lot. I could see that being a potential matchup. And when you talk about matchups, I think the Joel Quenville-Barry Trotz matchup doesn't get a whole lot better than that in the coaching history of the National Hockey League with these two, two, two guys, two of the best of all time do it, going head-to-head in a series. I, I think, you know, from all the way into the Stanley Cup final, the the premier coaching matchup in the entire playoffs this year is that qualifying round matchup with the Panthers and Islanders. That's two future Hall of Fame coaches, you know, a couple Stanley Cups between them, three for Joel, one for Barry as head coaches, um, and uh, it's going to be amazing to see how they work their rosters, work the X's and O's, how quickly they make adjustments in a five-game series, how they adjust to a five-game series in terms of the decisions they make. Uh, it's going to be special. It's going to be incredible, and I actually had a chance. It's funny. I was looking for connections there other than the fact that they're just friends and you know long-time NHL coaches, but uh, I forgot Brett Connolly played under Barry Trotz when the Caps won in 2018. I always forget, you know, Trotz was the head coach there for the Capitals, then quickly, you know, left uh, the, the following offseason. So Brett Connolly knows both guys. So I had a chance to ask Brett Connolly about that. And he says, you know, just when you're around excellence like that, you know, and both guys kind of exude that excellence. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. He's looking forward to it as well because he knows uh, just how important a role coaches play in the NHL. And when you have two greats like that, how much of an effect they're going to have on the game is going to be really important. But, Doug, we look at the matchups. We look at returning guys. One other guy that I've, you know, his name's popped up a couple times in my conversations with guys throughout this return Thomas Grice 
Yep. And if you remember, if you kind of go back, uh, you know, to that series in 2015, 16, the guys that were there, obviously John Tavares had a great series. He's no longer there. He's with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, so that's good for the Panthers. But Thomas Grice, I, more than anything, is the reason the Islanders won that series. Depending who you ask, who was the most important Islander in that series, they're either going to say Thomas Grice or John Tavares. And, you know, from my view in the press box, looking down and from talking to some other people, uh, the Panthers, uh, we, we mentioned this last episode, you know, there's a lot of external people, not only us with our with our bias, there's external people that said the Panthers deserve to win that series. And we obviously believe that. And a big reason they didn't, in my book, the biggest reason, Thomas Grace played out of his mind, stood on his head, was absolutely spectacular, uh, had some good games against the Panthers as well. You know, in the regular season since then, he's had, he's had a good record against the Panthers. So going to this series, the, the Islanders have two, you know, they have two starting goaltenders. They have uh, uh, Semyon Varlamov and they have Thomas Grice. And it's, you know, who they're rolling out there. Because you got to think they want to probably go with Varlamov. But at the same time, given Grice's track record, you put him in against the Panthers. And uh, for the Panthers, I think if they see Varlamov out there, I think they're going to be licking their chops a little bit. I think they're going to be excited about that. And at the same time, if they see Grice out there, I think guys like Barkov, Huberto, Ekblad, Matheson, they're going to want to take it to him. And they're going to want to finally get over, you know, get over that hump and show him what's what. So regardless of who's in that for the Islanders, I think the Panthers are going to be uh, they're going to be getting up for that. That's uh, that's something certainly that's going to bear watching. And if you look at the way they went through the first half of the season, they went a long time. One goalie uh, plays this game and the other goalie plays the next game. They alternated for a long time this season. Went with that 1A, 1B. It was working. Varlamov kind of emerged as the number one guy as things went along and you got closer to the NHL season going on pause. We've seen, though, and you wonder if do they if they base it on history, maybe they go with Thomas Grice and his uh, calmness in the playoffs and his, uh, you know, having been there before. But everybody in hockey, going back to when he was a member of the Colorado Avalanche, you want to go back before that, everybody in hockey has seen what Simeon Varlamov is capable of when he's on his A game. So, you know, they, they've got a couple of they've got a couple of good options there. It's going to be interesting to see what they end up going with. My gut says they're going to throw Semyon Varlamov out there for game one, but I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. And you and I talked about this uh, in general is the fact that if you look into, you know, the the, the qualifying round there, uh, any team, not just the Panthers Islanders series, but any team is how long a leash do goaltenders have in a five game, you know, winner take all qualifier. And there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a lot of teams that in those series, you know, play two goaltenders just to try to find the hot hand, try to find the guy that's working. So uh, in terms of all the chess pieces moving around, I think the goaltenders are definitely going to be the, the most interesting spot to look at there uh, in the qualifiers for, for the entire round, not just Panthers Islanders. So, again, a couple of different aspects to look at as we get closer and closer to this Panthers Islanders best of five qualifying round series. One last thing we want to get to here before we wrap things up here on this edition of Territory Talk. Jameson, I was there. You were there. You were involved in the action we had on the Panthers Twitch stream, which is growing every week, and we thank everybody for the support. It benefits a great cause in the Panthers Foundation, and uh, you can go to at FLA Panthers Game on Twitter to find out more information if, you, uh, if you're a gamer or if you're not a gamer and you just want to go on there and watch and there is certainly a lot of fun to be had doing that. But last week, Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, head-to-head, the uh, battle for the ages on NHL 20, and you operated uh, one player in the game. Yes. And, and Mike from the Panthers' front office staff, he, was, uh, he also operated a player during the game. But for the most part, it was... 
Alexander Barkov yes. versus Jonathan Huberdeau. And uh, and Jonathan Huberdeau ended up winning the series. He ended up yeah, dominating the series. So clearly, clearly, if there was ever a, a league-wide tournament where we had to throw one guy, I think at this point it'd be Jonathan Huberdeau because I've seen him now, you know, demolish Barky and demolish Evgeny Kuznetsov of the Capitals. So he's got some skills on NHL 20. He he's won that, very good. He won that first game 8-1. The second game, I believe, was 8-6. And then for the third, uh, they teamed up there to play against uh, me and Mike, which was great. Um, but, and then Hubie's power went out. Yeah, and then Hubie's power went out and Barky was left alone and we ended up winning in overtime, which is that's what that, that's 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 Twitch though. Anything can happen. It's live. Anything can happen. It's great. It was hilarious. Uh, but you were there just keeping the convo going. It was great to see them interact. A lot of laughs. Uh, you could tell. You know they miss each other over this three months. You can tell they're excited to get back on the ice together. And I think that's just uh, like we talk about. You know, as we talk about uncaged and things like that, just uh, giving fans an insight there to see actually how close these guys are and how they kind of just you know uh, rib each other when they're playing against each other in games. See that competitiveness and uh, they talked about it there early on is Barky's got a great record against Hubie and ping pong. So whenever things get back to normal, whenever we're allowed to just, you know, be normal distance from each other and, you know, things get back to how they were pre pandemic, I think we're going to have to get a ping pong tournament at some time, at some point on Twitch. And it's going to be great to watch. That's kind of my, my dream now here going forward down the road. I'm in. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> you, it was this, you, you, you can be the ping pong announcer. I'll have to brush up on my ping pong announcing <laughs> skills in yeah. my maiden voyage. But it was great. Like you said, the, the, the Panthers Twitch, twitch.tv slash FLA Panthers has been great. We played uh, the Columbus CBJ Gaming. We played the Blue Jackets yesterday. Has you know a lot of people tune in to see that. A lot more subscribers donating to the Florida Panthers Foundation. Um, it, it's great. It's a great. It's a great new scene that we're definitely you know dipping our toe into. Uh, hoping to do a lot more good stuff there. Whether it's you know tournaments, whether it's more player involvement like Barky and Hoobie. Uh, we plan to be very active there going forward. So that's and, great. And I've learned as well. These guys they have really nice gaming setups. Yes, comfortable setups. And there are chairs now. Gaming chairs. That yes. are made for gaming. It's a gaming chair. It's not just your well, average run-of-the-mill garden variety that desk was, chair. That was the biggest thing. They both talked about how they both have special gaming monitors and they both have nice controllers. But the big difference here, the X factor for the Barky Hooby matchup was Hooby had a gaming chair. And I think that factored in. I think that was a performance enhancer. Maximum comfort. Maximum comfort leads to maximum effort out there on the digital ice. So I think Hubie, I think, I think that gave me the edge. I think Barkies and I maybe have to invest in a gaming chair before they have a rematch. Well, I mean, I think I speak for everybody going back to the days of when your controller was not wireless. I just sat on the floor. Well, you, you, but at the same time, you you had to find the optimal seating position we had bean to be bags able to too. focus. Yes, beanbags were huge, but you couldn't. You think about maybe the way that you would be comfortable on the couch watching TV. That's not the best way to position yourself to focus on an intense video game if you want to win. You got to set yourself up to uh, to succeed, and uh, they had themselves in some pretty nice gaming setups. I was yeah, impressed. And fans out there, just send us your gaming setups. We want. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Tweet it to at FLA Panthers game. That's our FLA Panthers gaming Twitter. Send it there. We'll check it out. We'll rate your gaming setups. It'll be a good time. Looking forward to it. So uh, so again, uh, that was a lot of fun last week on Twitch. And, and you can still go back and watch it if you haven't. Yeah, we've had or we've had over 500 people already go back and check out the replay. Uh, you know, a couple hundred checking out the highlights. So it's still there. Uh, go check it out. It's going to be there for two weeks. And then after that, it's going to move to our YouTube channel where it'll live forever. So uh, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be documented in history until the rematch. So Bark he's gonna have a chance to look back at that maybe look at some film look at what he did wrong look at some of Hubie's tendencies and get ready for an eventual rematch down the road envisioning him in uh, in a dark room with uh, with the video and <laughs> taking notes. breaking it down and taking notes and and uh, you know diagramming but uh, but they'll have a chance at a rematch down the 
road. We thank everybody very much for being here on board with us today. And again, we have lots for you to check out, not just the replay of Barkov versus Huberto in NHL 20, but Panthers Uncaged, the premiere episode Five o'clock today, FloridaPanthers.com, YouTube. You can subscribe, lots of different places, lots of different Panthers platforms to check it out. So you don't want to miss this one of a kind, unique behind the scenes access to uh, seeing how the Panthers are gearing back up to get things going again on the ice. So that's uh, that's what you have to look forward to today. We hope you go check it out. We're going to talk about it again next week. Big thanks to Sean Thornton for stopping by as well to give us uh, a little bit of a preview and just to catch up with him always great to chat with uh, Panthers senior VP Sean Thornton so great to have him on board today and uh, once again you can expect new material from us here at Territory Talk each and every Wednesday so mark that down on the calendar you can put it in pen you don't need to put it in pencil you don't need to erase it because it's going to happen every week (laughs) on Territory Talk (laughs) put that in ink put it in ink on your calendar or in your palm pilot or wherever you keep track of your day-to-day happenings. <laughs> yes, yes, anywhere. Yes. Post-it note sidewalk on the fridge. Chalk, sidewalk on the, chalk maybe in the, the front yard. Post-it the, note on the, the, on the mirror or yeah. wherever, just to remind you in the morning. Every Wednesday, Territory Talk. FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, any of those avenues. We uh, hope to have you back on board next week. Again, big thanks, Sean Thornton, for stopping by. Big thanks to uh, all of you for joining us. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.